Is it hitting you that you're an NBA champion yet, or you still need time? <laughs> you want to know what's hitting me is those modelos. <laughs> now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azela Ultra Pool. That was Aaron Gordon right there. He said those modelos is what's hitting him. I'll tell you, I saw that video of him from the parade talking to a reporter about has it hit that he's a champion. And, boy, he looked like he was having the time of his life, but he was at that stage where you know it's like, yeah, I need to wrap this up. This is, this is going to end bad if I don't get to the house. And I've had those nights, so that's why I recognize that. But uh, Aaron Gordon is a champion uh, from the Bay Area, matter of fact, San Jose, California. But joining us now on the phone lines, kicking off hour number three of the show, is our guy DeMichael Cole, Grizzlies beat reporter for the Memphis News, also host of Locked On Grizzlies. And, uh, DeMichael, thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate you, and, of course, we got to talk about John Morant, 25-game suspension, uh, got rolled down today. I actually honestly thought it was going to be more. So what is the Grizzlies fan base feeling right now with the 25-game suspension? How are they feeling? Was it fair? Was it wrong? What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think most people in the fan base have said uh, pretty much that it's fair. You know, some people are leaning towards that it's a little heavy, but – but most of them have said it's fair. I think the fan base understands that this was, you know, the likely scenario. Now, as for me, I'm going to go a different approach. I I thought 20, 20 games okay. uh, would be a solid number, and, and I'll tell you why. Because, uh, one, I thought, you know, just president, I just looked at a lot of previous suspensions and, and things like that, uh, and it felt like, uh, 20 games would be a solid number based on, you know, second incident uh, with John Rand. And not only that, but where I was stuck on is Adam Silver's comments about pretty much this being bigger than basketball, right? Adam Silver said that uh, a lot of this was about uh, getting help for John Rand, kind of advising him through uh, this process, putting him in programs. As, and as we saw in the statement, he'll have some thresholds uh, that he has to meet uh, in order to return to play. That was all expected, but once we knew that, I felt like at that point it wasn't about suspending him 40 games or or 50 games or whatever the case may have been. It was more about, hey, we're going to discipline you, but we want to get you help because at the end of the day, they view him as one of the young stars of the league. There is a want for John Morant to be on the floor, and that's kind of why they're taking this approach of you know getting him this help. And still, I mean, he's going to miss out on $7.6 million. Like, he's, he's, the pockets are getting hit pretty good. Yeah, no, they really are, man. I mean, a lot of money he's lost already with all these incidences that are going on and uh, missing all these games. So as far as the team goes, with Ja being out 25 games at least, how, does that, how, do they, how do the Grizzlies kind of attack the 2023 season and try to, I don't know, I, I guess, um, you know, ride the wave until he returns? Because the big question now is the Tyus Jones factor. Because you, the the easy answer to your question would say, oh, well, they got Tyus Jones. Yeah. Over the last two seasons, the Grizzlies have a 58-win a pace over the last two seasons when Tyus Jones is starting at point guard. Uh, so they are able to, if, if Tyus starts, it is very realistic to say the Grizzlies will go 17-8 and eight or 16-9. and nine or 15 and 10 and be somewhere in the top five, six, maybe even top four of the Western Conference with Tyus Jones starting at point guard. 
But all this offseason, the talk around Memphis has been about the starting small forward opening uh, that has been created uh, because the Grizzlies aren't likely to re-sign Dylan Brooks. And because that is the case, where we are is uh, Tyus Jones is the best trade chip that this team has. And now you're in a position, do you still trade Tyus Jones uh, to get that starting small for it, to go out and get you a a Dorian Finney-Smith or OG Ananobi or whatever the case may be? Do you still put Tyus Jones in that package and say, that's fine, we'll go get a veteran minimum point guard or a mid-level exception guy like Reggie Jackson or John Wall or whatever the case may be uh, to kind of fill in for that 25-game stretch? Or do you go with what you know in Tyus Jones, and now you're trying to go uh, pennies on the dollar to upgrade that small forward position? So they're in a tough spot now. I think it makes it tougher uh, for them to – it's a ripple effect here because they want to aggressively attack that small forward spot and get someone who can really be a game changer. But Tyus Jones is their best trade chip to do that. But now you don't want to play 25 games without Tyus and John. So it's kind of something that the Grizzlies (laughs) have to navigate through right now. Yeah, it's going to be be interesting. Again, to Michael Cole, Grizzlies beat reporter for the Memphis and also host of Lockdown Grizzlies, is joining us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. So – the goal, obviously, is for Ja to be right. The goal is for him to figure it out, understand things, and, and be one of the faces of the NBA because he's fantastic. How confident are the Grizzlies that he's going to be able to figure this out? Man, uh, if, I'd say the players are more confident probably than the uh, front office and, and, yeah. and the others. Uh, the players, uh, they just feel like they believe in Ja. Uh, the front office believes in him as well, and remember, these were all—all all these people were backing Ja uh, when we last talked to to them in the exit interviews. I mean, Taylor Jenkins was talking about Ja stepping up and being a leader. Uh, Zach Klein and GM talked about Ja Morant stepping up and being a leader. Ja Morant, I mean, it was a a, a press—it was press gold. Like if you watched him after the Game Six loss to the Lakers and the exit interviews. He didn't even have to be pressed on those issues. He went out of his way and said to himself, this offseason, my off-the-court problems are, are my main uh, things that I want to address, even more so than on the court, you know, becoming a better player. I have to get better discipline off of the court. He said this himself. So yeah. now it's at a point, John knows what he has to do, but he has to have the discipline to do that, meaning – when, when those guys that your, your old acquaintances want to go here and want to go there, uh, you got to say, nah, man. You know, uh, you got to be able to say no. You got to be able to say, hey, uh, I am one of the faces of the NBA. I cannot do what a normal 23, 24-year-old uh, can do. And I believe he's getting closer to that point now with everything being so close to being stripped away. As I've said before, if the language in, that, in the NBA statement, what I got out of that, in the simplest form is, hey, Ja, this is strike two. Yeah. Is there – if they, okay, if that's strike two and somehow – and I'm not wishing this on him at all, but if a strike three were to pop up, is there any, is there any chance that the Grizzlies could say, you know what, uh, this ain't worth the trouble anymore and, and move on from them? I think the NBA would be – would force the hand more okay. than, than – uh, than the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies, 
just committed all this money to John Morant. Right. And quite frankly, uh, the players love him. It's a young team. These guys grew up together. You got to remember, they, they came in together. Not only the players, but this whole regime. Taylor Jenkins and John Morant came to the Grizzlies during the same season. Zach Kleiman's first season as GM was John Morant's rookie year and Taylor Jenkins' uh, rookie year as the coach of the Grizzlies. This kind of three-headed, you know, three levels of the organization, all were structurally put in place at the same time. So uh, I think there is a willingness to, from the Grizzlies' side that they want Ja to get through this. I yeah. think it'll be more of what the NBA uh, will do in terms of forcing the hand of the Grizzlies in that situation, if that were the case. Again, DeMichael Cole, Grizzlies beat reporter for the Memphis News, Locked On Grizzlies, joins the show here on Radio Nation Radio 920. I did want to ask, I mean, if, okay, if everything comes back and, and Jaws able or the Grizzlies are able to kind of, you know, weather the storm and still be in striking range when the playoffs come and, you know, everything is good, Jaws healthy, how do the Grizzlies take that next step? I was really surprised that the Lakers were able to get through them, but they did. How do the Grizzlies take that next step? They've been the number two seed the last two years in a row. Yeah. Well, one thing is, is, is health, and, and you can, you know, health is, is never an excuse or anything because it's part of the game. But the Lakers series, for example, Anthony Davis destroyed the Grizzlies on the boards. If you go back to January, late January, before Stephen Adams got hurt, the Grizzlies were the number one rebounding team in the NBA. If you go back to the last three seasons, the Grizzlies were top two in the NBA in rebound. Led the NBA in offensive rebounding last season. We're leading the NBA in offensive rebounding until Steven Adams got hurt. No one was going to dominate the Grizzlies on the glass over the course of a full series. Uh, that just wasn't going to happen. So I think there's that's part of it, getting your, your pieces back. But then there's addressing that small forward position, too, because I think there's a ripple effect that can happen uh, if the Grizzlies address that uh, spot with the right player. You know, OG Ananobi, someone – who can, can space the floor, knock down three-pointers at 37 38%, and still play a quality defense. It doesn't have to be a Dylan Brooks-level defender, but someone who you can throw on a Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and, and make those guys work. You get a guy like that in that starting lineup, then I think that makes it easier on John Morant from a space, spacing standpoint because you got Desmond Bain as a plus shooter. you got Jaron Jackson Jr. as a plus shooter. Now John Morant's getting to the rim. And teams are scared to, to double-team. And that's going to make things easier on him. It'll make things easier on Desmond Bain. It'll make uh, things easier on whoever that small forward is. And the Grizzlies have the depth. So I think it just simply comes down to those two things. It's health, getting all those pieces you know, uh, back for a run next season, and then it's addressing that small forward position. Well, I guess with you know, if you're looking for a silver lining when it comes to the, the, the suspension, at least you know Jaws going to be healthy. Uh, when he comes back from the suspension. So you don't have to worry about oh. that. Okay, final question for you, DeMichael. Are they active next week? Of course the draft is next week, but do you think that they're going to be super active as far as trades go? Of course, free agency hits after that, but how active do you think that the team is going to be trying to upgrade the roster? Oh, very active. Uh, I, I expect the Grizzlies, and, and how we will see this play out is, is to be determined, but I expect the Grizzlies to be one of the most active teams over the next week in the NBA. Uh, they have 14 roster spots uh, pretty much occupied right now, so they're going to have to do some maneuvering to kind of add to this team. We mentioned they want to add a small forward. They got three draft picks. Well, if you do the math, you got three draft picks and you want to add a small forward. That's potentially four roster spots. Right now, you only got one roster spot 
uh, open on this roster. So they're going to have to do some maneuvering. There's going to be some guys that will probably get traded out, uh, attached with some picks. Again, they need to go get a small four. Uh, the Grizzlies will be very aggressive. We'll see how that plays out, what gets done. But, again, I, I fully expect them to be one of the most aggressive teams uh, over the next week. Well, I definitely look forward to seeing it. Of course, the West is going to be very uh, competitive again in uh, 2023 or the fo- following 2023-2024. It's going to be exciting. So, uh, DeMichael, what do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? I know you're doing a Locked On Grizzlies show as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out Locked On Grizzlies uh, Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also on YouTube. We'll, we'll be breaking out everything uh, related to the John Morant situation you know, going into next week. You can also check out all my work at commercialappeal.com. I post all of it on Twitter as well. My Twitter is at DeMichael C. Uh, we'll be breaking down the John Morant situation, uh, draft coverage, and again, the Grizzlies, there will be a lot of movement uh, with the Grizzlies over the next week, and, and we'll have you covered with all that. There you go. Great stuff, my man. I definitely appreciate you joining us this afternoon, and we'll talk soon. All right, no problem. Appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. DeMichael Cole right there, Grizzlies beat reporter, Memphis News, also host of Locked on Grizzlies with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Thanks to him. Definitely good stuff. And how about we hook up some good stuff? I've been talking about all the hookup we have here at the Sahara Las Vegas, which we do. Plenty of hookup for you. Come on by and and get hooked up. T-shirts, cups, koozies, whatever the case may be, we got it for you. But also, how about calling number nine, man? 702-365-9200. We've got Power Trip. Matter of fact, I got multiple pairs of tickets to power trip so this is what i'm gonna do car number nine and number 10 is gonna get hooked up with tickets to power trip it's father's day weekend i'm feeling good about myself and i want you to feel good as well so two tickets as my man vegas jess gets on the phone right now who's here at sahara las vegas i ain't mad get on the phone 702-365-9200 call number nine and ten you're gonna go to power trip with raider nation radio 920 Hopkins wants to take some time away and really assess his situation. And he has no rush right now, right? He's not necessarily incentivized by any kind of money. It's not like either of these teams are saying, we want you so bad that we're throwing uh, Odell Beckham money, which, by the way, is what Hopkins probably would like. $15 million up to 18 with incentives. He's not going to get that. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azela Ultra Pool. I'm telling you right now, when I tell you that it's going down, it is going down. I'm looking out. I'm on the stage here at the Zillo Ultra Lounge, Ultra Pool, Sahara, Las Vegas. Great venue. We got people taking, doing photo shoots. <laughs> we got everything going on. We got the food. I just had some steak nachos. They're incredible. Got the froze going. It's incredible. People are laying out, catching some, some sun. Jumping in the pool, and there's multiple pools. There's one right in front of us, but then there's some up by the cabanas. If you get a cabana, they have, like, your own private pool. They've got the hot the hot tub here. They've got multiple bars, DJ, all these screens. Free to get in, free to park, everything. I mean, it really, you can't ask for too much more. So you definitely want to come on by and hang out with us. And I know that we're literally doing the show till 5, but we're going to be here much later than that. The wife just rolled in, so she's changing. She's getting ready. Vegas Jess is here, Jason's here, Vice Raiders here, Jed's here, Jam and Jay's here. It's going down. Again, I mentioned it many times. All we need is you. 702-365-9200. We'd love to hear from you as well. And 69187 keyword R&R is the don'tbebroke.com text line. Spirit of Father's Day, how did Pops help shape your Raider fandom and also just sports in general? 
How did Pops factor into that? Also, when you look at the Raiders and think about the Raiders and the defensive side of things, what are your three biggest questions about the Raiders' defense? Also a question that I have for you. I see you, wife. I see you. Here she goes. Got a Raiders hat on. Came rolling up out the, out the bathroom. She's changed. She's ready to go. Okay. I see you. So hit us up, 69187, keyword r just like Mailman Raider did. He said, my pop is the sole reason, y'all, that I'm a Raider fan today. He brought me to my first game when I was seven versus the Broncos, and a fight broke out in front of us, which resulted in the Bronco fan tumbling down some stairs. We won that game, and I've been hooked ever since. He didn't know that. One day I'd result in me getting only tattoo, which is the shield, LOL, but he is over it now. That's a Mailman Raider. Good story right there. And sometimes that's all it takes is going to the game one time, experiencing it one time seeing it in front of you. That's what I tell everyone that I've talked to, and, and they maybe they don't have a team that they're a, a major fan of. I say, Man, all you got to do is go to a Raider game one time. See the atmosphere. Check it out. You'll have a great time, and you'll, you'll be hooked. So I'm glad that Mailman Raider, I'm glad your dad was able to do that for you. Big Dub Raider, he hit us up at 69187, keyword R&R. He said, happy Father's Day, Q. My, bop, my pop didn't have a direct impact on my love of sports. He's from New Orleans and is a Saints fan. My grandpa helped with my love with sports. Made me a huge Dodger fan and football fan, although he was a huge Niner fan. Shout out Ari with that dope playback music all week long. Go Raiders. Oh, yeah, Q. Enjoy vacation. Thank you so much, Big Dub Raider. I appreciate that. And, yeah, that will kick in on Tuesday of next week. We'll be headed out on Tuesday. So uh, we'll be here holding it down. And, uh, yeah, it's what, it, it's what we do. It's what we do here. <laughs> Definitely uh, appreciate that. And that's cool. You know, and, and as I mentioned before, that my uh, – my grandfather was a big Dwight Gooden fan, so he always made sure that I was paying attention when Dwight Gooden, but he also had season tickets to the A's, and he used to always tell me, oh, son, you got to come go with me. That's, those are his words, not mine. Come go with me, son. Got to go to the game. And, you know, the one thing that I regret, and we always regret things when we get older, right, when you, you reflect back, my grandfather had season tickets for years, and I don't know how many years. My mom could tell me. I don't know exactly how many years, but he had them for years. Me and my dad and my mom, we used to get the tickets, and we used to go to the game all the time. But he always used to tell me, he always used to say that you're going to be married and divorced before you, uh, you come and, and hang out with me. And I always used to never, one, know what he was even talking about <laughs> when he said that. I was like, I don't even know what that means. But he basically was letting me know that it was going to be so long and that I was always so busy in my world, not really, but in, in, in my world I was so busy that I didn't have time to spend with my grandfather. And he had those tickets, and we could have gone and gone to games. And he had great seats, too, at the Oakland Coliseum. We literally sat behind home plate. But we sat right where the, the deck was above us. So we didn't sit directly in the sun. So there was, there was an overhang, which I always thought I didn't like at first when I was young because I wanted to catch a foul ball. Never was going to catch a foul ball anyway. <laughs> right? I never even had the opportunity, but I'm sure I wouldn't have done it. But, uh, yeah, I always thought that that was stopping the ball from coming to where we were at. But it was the greatest seat ever because it wasn't, you weren't directly in the sun, so it wasn't too hot. If it started raining, you didn't get wet. Like, it was, it was perfect. Perfect location. And he had those tickets for so long. Matter of fact, he had those tickets so long. He used to have those tickets when you used to, if you're a season ticket holder, you'd get, the, you'd get the prizes that they gave out. Like, oh, tonight's Mark McGuire bat night. Tonight's Ricky Henderson autographed glove night. Or whatever the case may be. You know, they always had bobblehead night, so-and-so. He would get those at the end of the year and have so many different things, so many different items. I'd always, I'd always clean up. You know, I'd, I'd get a Mark McGuire bat. I'd get a bobblehead, I'd get her, whatever the case was, I'd be able to get it, and I thought it was really cool. So, uh, yeah, man, I always miss those days of being able to just go in and go to the game and hang out and enjoy what's out there and, you know, 
So I guess I just didn't enjoy it enough. I guess that's, I guess that's what the one regret I'm talking about. But, you know, we, we live and we learn, right? Uh, how about this one from uh, Aaron in Boise hitting us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Dad shaped my Raider fandom. He was from Pennsylvania. I cheered for the Raiders during the Raiders Eagles Super Bowl, and he sent me to my room, secured my fandom for life. That's Aaron in Boise. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Cheered for the Raiders, and he sent him to the, to the room. That is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Aaron, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Good stuff right there. So, uh, yeah, you can hit us up just like that, 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, the Don't Be Broke, that is the don'tbebroke.com text line. And our phone line is 702-365-9200. We'll be here on the radio for another 30 minutes, but we'll be here at the Sahara Las Vegas for quite a while. The sun is really just peaking right now. People are laying out. Man, the pool is starting to get packed. I mean, this is so funny waking up this morning and realizing what it looked like to what it is right now. Complete night and day. Complete night and day. And so I want to make sure that you enjoy it the most that you can by coming out and hanging out with us right now. It's free to get in, free to park. All you got to do is roll on by. Sahara Las Vegas, a Zelo Ultra Pool. A Zelo Las Vegas. Check it out right now and do it with Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azila Ultra Pool. All around the world. All around. Dog pound. I like that. Ariel behind the wheels of steel right there making it happen in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Of course, I am not in the studio today, and I would not want to be in the studio today. I am at the Sahara Las hey, Vegas. Hey. I'm inside the Azilo Ultra Pool hanging out. No, and it's nothing against being in the studio, Ari. Of course, I want to share the studio with you and hang out. But if you were here for this environment, this area, this weather, everything that's going on here, you would understand where I'm coming from. Oh, I understand. Trust me. I almost told playing. you to call in sick, but since that would work against me, I couldn't do that. You did tell me that. No, no. You I told, told everyone. everyone else. I told everyone to call in sick, not you. I'm everyone. <laughs> no, no. You're, you're, you're not everyone. You're someone, but you're a very important part to be in studio. Now, if we could have made Damon work both studios, that would have been great. You know, Agreed. That would have been fantastic. But we'll, we'll work on that. Next time I'm out here, I'm going to bring you with me. That's, that's, that's a promise, okay? I got that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Real quick, let me go to the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This is from Charlie in Montana. He said, Q, my pops made me a Raiders fan from birth. My mom is a Niners fan, and pops was a Raider fan. He put me, put me in a Raider jersey as soon as I was born. He wouldn't let the nurse put me in a onesie. Then going to my first game with him, I was hooked something crazy like. The nation is one big-ass family, and that's what hooked me. Go Raiders. That's from Charlie in Montana. Great stuff. Great stuff, Charlie. Great stuff. That's, that's, that's the way it should be, right? And, and, and first of all, man, pops and moms, they're, they're soldiers to be a Niner fan and a Raider fan. I, uh, when I lived in Texas, at the end of our street, we had a Raider fan and a, and a Bronco fan that were married, and I kept looking at them like, how do you do that? And it's so funny because the lady – is a Raider fan, and she said, I listen to your podcast all the time. So she used to always, you know, be excited to talk to me, and then the husband would be like, yeah, I'm a Bronco fan, and just give, them, give me the business all the time. It was really weird, but they were together for years, so there's that. I guess it works, but not in my house. I, I told the wife when I met her, I was like, wait, hold on. I know we're in Texas, but who are you a fan of? She's like, oh, I don't really like sports. I was like, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> not really a sports fan? Even better. That means I can help mold you. And so now she's, uh, as she's here today, She's rocking her Raider hat because, well, why wouldn't she be? But speaking of rocking a Raider hat, 
And my man, Vice Raider, doesn't have a Raider hat on right now, but there's a lot of work inside of Legion Stadium. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Q. It's a pleasure to be here at the Zillow here at Sahara. Thank you. It's been an honor. I love listening to you. And like I said, you know, your mentorship and giving me advice is really appreciated. That's why I provide what I provide to you today. <laughs> yes, and let's get right to that. I've told the story many times on the radio about being in the celebrity basketball game, which was a lot of fun, but I didn't play a whole lot. But again, I didn't expect to play a whole lot. I'm not Derwin James. I'm not Max Crosby. I'm not these guys that are big-time celebrities. I'm just, I'm just me, right? Just a, a, a guy that enjoy basketball. I know I could play, but at the same time, people aren't there to see me. They're there to see the stars, like Tyreek Hill. So, about three quarters of the game. Well, it's about the third. It's about to get into the third quarter. Dennis Rodman was our coach, by the way. We were playing against Gary Payton's team, so that was also exciting. So, about you know, like I said, about to get into the third quarter of the game. We're all huddling up talking, and I, I'm kind of giving instructions on what we need to do to, to make it happen and so we can win this game. And out of nowhere, Tyreek Hill says, hey, man, we got to get old school into the game. And so when he said that, I said, wait, who's he talking about? So I looked behind me, and I realized there was nobody but fans behind me. And I was like, oh, damn, he's calling me old school. I've reached the age of old school. And I even went and got my hair cut that day, so I didn't have no gray beard. <laughs> I basically all my gray hairs have been cut out. I was actually looking at my youngest that day, and he called me old school. And I was like, ain't that something? So then I realized that, okay, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm now currently old school. So what does this have to do with Vice Raider sitting here? Well, Vice Raider, tell the people what you brought me here today. Well, what I brought you was a really a vintage Golden State Warriors jersey with uh, customized and like I said you mentioned before I only get jerseys that are customized or yep. players who I've met yep and so I said you know this is a perfect gift idea for you let's go old school Q with your favorite <laughs> number 24 Ricky Henderson because yep. you know Ricky don't drink the water you know right all this stuff so that's what I wanted to give you and uh you know I get followers because you know you provide great entertainment to you know when I'm on the road doing my vice work and not only that you know to the people of Las Vegas you ever hear nothing but good things about you so like I said I, it's just the goodness in me of doing good one cannot prosper without someone else prospering yeah so when I do good and people see me on Twitter hitting all these jackpots and living this crazy lifestyle that's really only a small sample size of really who I am you know I got to give back to the people a little bit you know and appreciate because it, <laughs> it comes back you know seven times full it, it really does and you do a great job of that yeah. I, I always give you props on that you're always giving 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 but this is a vintage Warriors jersey. It's awesome. By Nike because he knows yeah. I'm a Nike guy. That's right. <laughs> 24 is the number on the back. And it definitely says old school Q. Like, I don't even wear jerseys, but I'm going to wear this one. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about 25 minutes away from putting this one on. You know what I mean? Like, this is awesome. It really is. And so thank you very much for that. That's, that's so cool that you, you know, thought of me and brought it by. And, I mean, I'm never going to get rid of that old school name now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to stick with you. You might as well change your Twitter handle. Right, I know. Instead your boy your, old school. Right, instead of your boy, it's going to be, uh, instead of your boy Q, it's old school Q. I think I might do that. I might do that. Just go ahead and change it to old school Q24. You might have just changed my Twitter handle for me. I have no idea. You know, I've, I've been rocking with uh, your boy Q254 since I was in Central Texas, but I might have to I might have to switch it up now. That that's awesome. So the question I have for you yeah. now, and you were here when uh, we were uh, when Vegas Jets had his birthday party. We had a great time here. We were over in the little cabanas over there. Where's your shorts? Where's my shorts? Well, like I said, I had my boss in town this week, so I had to take care of him, cater around. We had to go to stores and do all our marketing material. Okay. So I didn't have time to go go home and get my shorts and come here. 
and have a good time. I'm still in work mode. You saw me on my little I iPad know, tab. I know. Stuff. But I guarantee you, you know, since you said that you're going to be here every other Friday, I'm going to bring my shorts to the server. And if you look out here and see the crowd, you know, you, you got to bring your shorts. Tell, tell hey, everybody, I mean, because I, I, I say it, and I've been saying oh. that it's it's a it's it's a packed house. But a lot of times people probably think like, oh, well, you know, Q's oh. just supposed to make it sound good. No. But you tell them. No, literally, it is a packed house. You know, you got seven rows of uh, chairs. You know, people are in there lounging around having their ice-cold beverages, you know, munching on food. You know, people doing selfies, trying to look good for their for their IG accounts you know and whatnot. You know, you, yeah. know what you know, and it, it's just like a people-watching show, too. You know, <laughs> you got all sorts of, the, of a diverse crowd here. Yep. So, you know, even though if you don't partake in that, you can come here and watch and have fun, socialize do your thing. It's a really great gathering here, you know, in Sahara. Yeah, it really is. And when we were here for Vegas Jess's birthday, and he's around here somewhere, we were here having a good time, man. The pool was awesome. The, the, the water feels great. Uh, of course, the bars are here. The food. Remember, what do we have? That that uh, turkey? Oh, we the, had the turkey, tr turkey like club. the platter, right? Yeah, the turkey club. Then we had the nachos as well. You know, the service by far was the best that they had. You know, the, the waitresses and waiters were on the ball, always attentive. And they really catered to our needs, and not. And I'm not just saying us because we're here for right. a party. Yeah. It's everywhere across the pool floor. You know, basically, you go to some pool lounges. They only cater to a certain area. No, here at the Sahara, they're attended. They look around there. Right? Like I said, I used to do casino marketing and work in casinos. Yeah. And I pay attention to the little details, and they're on the ball with it. That's why you got people here coming here all the time. Yeah. And plus, it's free to get in. Right. That's a major thing. Again, free to park, free to get in, free to have a good time. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just that simple. Come on by, hang out with us. Well, brother, I appreciate you, man. That jersey is awesome. I'm going to rock that thing with pride. Uh, that's that's really, really cool, man. Old school Q, that is that is my <laughs> new name. I'm okay with that. I'm embracing it. My mom told me it's a blessing to get old, so I'm going to roll oh, with that. Hey, before I go, I just want to give a big shout-out to my dad, Mike, you know, yes. who turned me on to be a Raider fan. Yeah, yeah, tell it, me. Tell me, how did, how did you become a Raider fan? Basically through my dad. He'd always go, go to the L.A. Coliseum yeah. with him and his buddies and watch games, and he never took me to a game. You know, so finally, when the when the Raiders moved here to Las Vegas, and before I started doing work for a Legion on the side, you know, basically I said, "Dad, I'm going to take you to Raider game." And sure enough, you know, when they played the Seattle Seahawks after COVID, they let okay. the crowds in there, yeah, took yeah. them there. That was the, pre the preseason game, yeah, right? Preseason, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was truly a dream come true because I fulfilled something off my bucket list. You know, you had that father son moment, mm -hmm. and you know, basically it comes up every every three months, and we try to get a game every year. I try to get them in. Nice. You know, but now that I do stuff for Legion, I'm like, here, Dad, just take your tickets, go. I'll see you around, have fun. You know. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's what it's all about. About, man it's father's day weekend we've been uh, asking the question how did pops help uh, shape your raider fandom or your sports fandom in general i could go on and hours and hours and hours about what my dad did for me but i want to hear from you 702-365-9200 and the don't be broke.com text sign is 69187 keyword rnr 439 is the time when we come back live from sahara las vegas the azilo ultra pool this is raider nation radio 920 It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live at the Azilla Ultra Pool. And we are here live at the Azilla Ultra Pool. You heard the young lady. We've been having a really good time. Many thanks to my man, Vice Raider, who is just uh, on with us talking about not only his pops, but just kind of talking about what he's got going on here and, and, and what he's been up to and uh, brought by a really cool jersey. Old school Q says it's really cool. So uh, we're going to tweet that out. Uh, at your boy Q254, and, of course, at Ari Produces and R&R 920 AM. That's all on Twitter. We're going to make that happen, so that's going to be really cool. But I, I want to get to your texts and your calls before we wrap up the show today. 702-365-9200. We're going to be here for another 18 minutes on the air, but we're going to be here. Like, when I say we're going to be here, we're going to be here. Mary's walking by. she got a couple of those uh, Frosés. Frosé! My man Mickey's in the building. 
Wife's in the building. Jam and Jay and his wife Amy's in the building. Vice Raiders in the building. Jess and Jason are around here somewhere. They're getting into some tomfoolery, but they're here. It's all good. You could be here as well. All you got to do is come by. I see you, Mickey. I see you, Mickey. Got the Raider Nation towel. He's representing. He's got the Frosé in his hand. There you go, Mickey. It's all good. So we're having a good time here. Uh, again, it's Friday. We're kicking off the weekend the right way, heading into Father's Day weekend. And all we want to do is hear from you and uh, see you. Come on by. Hang out with us. And, uh, and, and let's chop it up. Let's have a good time. But let's go ahead and hit up the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Talking about Pops and what he did for you, how he kind of helped shape your, uh, your Raider fandom, and also sports in general. And then if you talk about the Raiders, what, uh, you know, what three questions do you have? What are your three biggest questions about the Raiders and their defense as they uh, are off for about six weeks heading into a training camp? Let us know. Again, 69187, keyword r Love the fact that we get a ton of text. It's an easy way to get in uh, your thoughts on the show. This one comes from the 408. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q, happy Father's Day to all the dads and also stepdads. Great show today as always. Just wanted to chime in. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. You know what? You know what would set this off is if Sir Whiskey Ray was here. Right? I mean, that's the only way. I know Sir Whiskey Ray could party. I know he could get down and have a good time. That would really set off the whole day is if Sir Whiskey Ray was here. So next time that you're in town, you got to let us know, and we got to make sure that we're here at the same time and we can collaborate and make it happen. That would be a whole lot of fun. Sir Whiskey Ray, definitely appreciate uh, uh, the feedback, and uh, have a great weekend as well. Happy Father's Day. All Day Raider A hits us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. Happy Father's Day, Q. My father helped shape my fandom by being a New York everything fan. And me and him had beef while I was growing up, so I wanted nothing to do with the teams he rooted for. So I drew a line across the country and wound up in the Bay Area and started rooting for the Raiders and the A's. We reconciled our relationship, but the one thing that never changed was my fandom, Raider Nation for life. What a story. All day Raider A, that's my brother right there too. Good dude, real good dude. That is a hell of a story right there, right? You know, just because of, because of the, the bad blood or the beef that he mentioned, he decided he was going to go all the way across the country. Oh, you're on the East Coast, you're a New York cat? All right, I'm going to be all the way West Coast, all the way Bay Area. I'm going to root for the Raiders and the A's. And then to come together and make everything right and still stick with the Raiders, I think that's awesome. It really is. And see, I mean, again, I talk about sports all the time and how sports can help cure a lot and fix a lot. And I'm not saying that the, the sports itself made everything better, but it still is something that you, uh, you, you think about and, and you kind of go back to, and it, it played a role and what you had going on. So that's awesome. All day Raider 8. It's great to hear from you, my man. Always great. Hope the family's doing well. Uh, also, Keegan from Vancouver, Washington, hit us up. Say, what up, Q? I've been a Raider fan all my life because of my dad. I remember he decorated the house in silver and black when they went to the Super Bowl in 02. Even had a silver and black M&Ms. I was nine, so I cried on the stairs for a long time that night. But I knew they'd be back someday. Here I am, 30th birthday tomorrow, and they haven't been back. That's Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. First of all, happy birthday tomorrow. Really, happy birthday and a good story. You know, Pops helps shape who you are. And, you know, it's, it's, that's, what it's, you know that's what it's all about. There's always – I was asked on my podcast the other day about how young Raider fans became Raider fans because there hasn't been any success. And I said, most of it's from the family. You know, the family, there's some kind of family ties where somebody has influenced someone to be a Raider fan, just like I did with Little Q. And Little Q's a Raider fan. He's a diehard Raider fan, but it's because of me. It's not because of the success that the Raiders have had. He hasn't seen it. But he trusts that I know something, <laughs> right? Well, he's got to be on to something. And, you know, at some point I'm assuming that they're going to reward my fandom, his fandom, and everyone else's fandom. But it always starts somewhere, and nine times out of ten, it's family. And, you know, the, the funniest thing, 
is that the Raiders, they, uh, their, their social media team tweeted out, and they've been tweeting out the last couple of days, a uh, little question and answers from, their, from the uh, Raider roundtable that myself, JT, and Eric Allen did when it came to Raider content day. And so yesterday they tweeted out my question that I asked to Max Crosby. And so it was really cool because, I, one, I didn't expect that they were going to do that, even though we had, a, we had a really good conversation, probably about 17 or 18 minutes with Max Crosby. But in particular, they, they, they pulled my question and then his answer, and so they tweeted it out. So somehow, and I don't have Instagram, but somehow it came across Little Q's Instagram, and all he said, he texted me out of nowhere and was like, Dad, Dad, the Raiders, they, uh, they put on Instagram your interview with Max Crosby. And it's funny because the way that they put it, it looked like it was just – just me and Max, where it was, you know, like I said, it was the Raider Roundtable. It was me, Max, and and uh, me, Max, JT, and Eric Allen. But he was like, "Man, you're the goat," <laughs> and it just cracked me up. And I was like, "Wow," because he's never ever. I mean, he's been around me my whole life, right? His whole life, he's been around me. He knows, you know, this whole radio game and everything. He's he's been around it. But when he said that, was like, "Man, Dad, you're the goat." Like that, you want to talk about a, a Father's Day gift? To hear him or or even see him text about something like that, where he was excited and proud because that was me that that's amazing and you know i just like i said that that that's the ultimate uh father's day gift i could get right i mean it just it, i don't i don't want to be emotional or anything but i was just like dang like he's really proud that uh that that was me asking that question that the raiders tweeted that out so again it's always goes back to fandom and it goes back to family when it comes to the raiders and that's what the big thing has always been with the raiders it's like it's one big family and that's what i've always told fans when they go to the like when we went to the Coliseum, I was like, man, it's you know fifty thousand of my family members here, right? Sixty thousand family members here. I've always looked at the Raiders like a family, and so it's always bothered me when there's so much like infighting going on. But it's just you know kind of the the day and time. Social media causes that as well. But at the end of the day, if you want to you know break it on down, Raider Nation is just one big family. So that's why when I was asked the question about. You know, how do you, why are young Raider fans Raider fans? I, I immediately went back to family because that's what it's really, honestly, what it's all about. So uh, good stuff, great text, definitely appreciate it. Of course, you can get your, your calls in as well at 702-365-9200. My man Ari is standing by in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down, doing a good job. Matter of fact, Ari, I got a question for you. I got a question. I got an answer. All right, you said you, uh, I tweeted out that we were here and having a good time, and then you quote tweeted and said, I'm on, on my way. Are you actually on the way, or were you just, are you just telling me that? This is I'm on the. This is my AI uh, replica. What you're looking at here. I'm the real Ari is on his way down there right now. So so we're covered on both ends. Okay, well that's no, fine. I was making a joke. Yes, I will be there. I I tweeted it like two hours ago. So no, I know we're still live. <laughs> I, know, I understand. I understand. I'm just making sure because look, I'm gonna keep a seat warm for you if you're on the way. I want to make sure though. I want to make sure you get that VIP treatment. Like, I, I appreciate I don't want you, that. I don't want you to ever say Q didn't take care of me. No, you, you do take care of me. I'm not just saying that. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I will uh, try to make my way down after I take care of my show duties. Oh, look, see that? See that, Jed? Did you hear that? He said, I'm going to try. He said, Jed, so don't bring Jed, Jed heard you this. say that. That's that word. That's that <laughs> word that you try to sneak in there. I'm going to try to get down there. So then when I ask you on Monday, hey, all right, I didn't see you down at Sahara. What happened? Oh, I got caught up. I got caught yeah, up. you know. I got caught up with the show. I got to make sure the show is, you know, good to go. Everybody can hear the podcast later. I got a good promo coming because, you know. I mean, that's what we do. I enjoy. But you're a professional. It don't take you long. Sure. <laughs> All right. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, though. It might take me a little while to get there. Yeah, so. that's true. So that's just stay true. tuned. You know, just hang out there. Just wait I'm for me. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Get it's that hot. seat warm for it's, me. It's hot, brother. The pool is is crowded. 
there's a lot of people in there, it's going down, man. So, yeah, nice. you, there's, no, there's no reason for you not to come hang out. There's really no reason for anybody not to come hang out. Agreed. It's so funny. My man Vice Raider, he don't have his shorts on. He's up there working. He's steadily on his iPad and everything. He's making sure he gets his, his, his job done, which I respect. So you're saying I should be like Vice Raider and, and stay in work mode but get down there. Let's go. Yeah. All right. I think, I think you should do whatever it takes to get down here and I'm make in. sure you have a good time. I will not have a jersey with me for you, but I will be there. You, <laughs> hey, man, look, you're making, the, you're making the show go. That jersey's awesome, by the way. It is, isn't it? Gotta that love it. that yeah. is really Good cool. Good job, Vice Raider. I, I'm going to tweet that out in a little while. Yeah, that's, that is pretty awesome. It's, it's so funny I'm torn because it's so great that I really want to put it in like a, a, a frame and put it on my wall, but at the same time I want to wear it. Ooh, that is, that's so a predicament. I, so I'm kind of stuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking that maybe I should just wear it today and then put it in the frame and put it on the wall afterwards because, I mean, really, it is awesome. I yeah. really like it a lot. Yeah, you can watch it because, uh, no offense, but, you know, there's no – it's not like 10 years, 20 years from now someone's going to, like – it's going to be worth, like, $600,000, like a – It's know, got a queue on it. Why wouldn't it be worth something? <laughs> it's for you, I'm saying. So you <laughs> can know. wear it and wash it and still frame it. I know. All I good. know. I'm just giving you a bad time. But, yeah, no, it is really cool, and I do appreciate it. And, look, we got all kind of prizes to give out. So I got all these T-shirts. I want to go ahead and make sure I give them out before, uh, before we get up out of here. Uh, how about this one from Sir Whiskey Ray? He said, Q, I'll be in Vegas September 29th for a wedding, October 15th for Raiders, and December 10th for my birthday. Can't wait to hang out with you in Raider Nation. Cheers. Sir Whiskey Ray right there. He's got it on the calendar already. He's got it on the calendar already. My friend. What's up, my friend? Vegas Jess in the building. Jason in the building. Jason just – Jason was making a beeline over here, and then all of a sudden he bounced out. Sorry. <laughs> I saw family. Oh, yeah, he said he saw family, so he just rolled on. So there's that. And, and there goes Vegas Jess. He's on the move too. So, like I said, man, it's, 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 this is the place to be. All we need is you. My man, Mickey. Mickey looked cooler than the other side of the pillow. Mickey looked, Mickey looked great. Mickey. Mickey. Mickey, hey, come on up here, man. You ain't doing nothing. Come on up here, man. <laughs> Mickey's like, dang, I stood too close to the stage. See what happens? You stand close to the stage, you know what happens, man. I got to put you on the spot. I got to put you on the spot. Here he comes. Here, grab this headset, man. Yeah, you're good. It's my man Mickey in the building. Mickey's like, I did not come here to work. I came here to hang out and have a good time and enjoy the enjoy the sun. Mickey's got his bucket hat on like he's in training camp already. <laughs> Mickey's in training camp mode already. He looked like he walking around with his bucket cap on. What's up, Mick? What's going on, Q? Oh, I got it, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm trying to get this little screeching out your ear. Hold on. Jed's going to hook you up. All right. How's this uh, – I've been telling everyone how beautiful it is here, but you give you give the rundown, man. I love it. I love it. Um, it, was, it was pouring rain this morning, <laughs> and just in uh, true Vegas fashion, the sun's out, the guns are out, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's really good. It's really good, man. Great to be here. Yeah, man. I appreciate you and Mary coming by, and I mean, I've been trying to tell everyone, man. The pool is packed. The the, the screens are, are are awesome. It is. You know, this is this is just a good time. So uh, let me let me ask you this because I've been asking the question and I, and I don't know um, what. How did you become a Raider fan? Oh man, I was just a little, just a kid from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, you got that Boston. I was about seven ish years old, eight years old. And uh, my mom bought me a, you know, it's cold in Boston, of course. And I, my mom bought me a, one of those winter beanie hats. Okay. Uh, with the pom-pom. Yeah. Back in the 70s. And I put it on and I got all the respect. Yeah. Every uncles, my dad, 
and they were, all they talked about was uh, Daryl and Monica yeah. and, the, and, and, and how tough the Raiders were. So I was like, oh, that, well, if I'm wearing this hat, that must make me tough too. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. So let me, let me ask you this because I've met your son. How much did you influence your son to be a Raider fan? Oh, man. Gio, Giovanni. Was there? Uh, was there? Was, did he have any options? Did he have any options? Yes. No, he did not. Okay, I, I, I tried to, to brainwash everybody. As you said. And uh, yes, so people, everyone, when I show up to the cookout and uh, or anywhere at family events, I always always represent my Raiders gear. Uh, win, lose, a tie, no matter how good we were or how bad we were, and it would just piss people off. Yeah, yeah. And I I took I learned to take pride in that and embrace it. And uh, till this day, <laughs> so, <laughs> and you still embracing it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You're just yes, waiting. Sir. You're just waiting for the silver and black to embrace to turn, you back. To turn it around, yes, and I believe they will. Yeah, eventually. I, I no, they will. will. They, they will. They're they're Cautious, cautiously optimistic, but yeah, I'm optimistic. That's always. how it should be. That's how it should be. All right. Well, there you go. That's what's up. Well, Mickey, thanks so much. Appreciate you and Mary coming here, hanging out with always, us. Man. Enjoy. Always. We're get, you know we gonna hang out. You know how we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Q. That's my man, Mickey. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Well, that's it for us from the Sahara Las Vegas. We're wrapping things up, but we're not really leaving. So you got plenty of time to come on by and hang out with us. All right. Great job, man. I definitely appreciate you back at the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And thank you to the Sahara Las Vegas for having us here at the Zillow Ultra Pool with Radio Nation Radio 920.